Hello and welcome to another episode of the We Might Be Biased podcast. You have uh, about maybe three hours, four hours, depending on when you're waking up to listen to this podcast, uh, to have it have any relevancy in your life at all before the Big Ten (laughs) basketball tournament uh, officially kicks off. But uh, with the season uh, wrapped up and the tournaments uh, on the horizon, we thought it would be a good chance to get together and talk a little bit. Uh, about uh, about the Big Ten tournament specifically, um, we'll try not to delve into uh, the the last game and some of the nonsense that was going on there too hard. But uh, anyways, I'm joined with uh, Scott and uh, and David. Hi guys, how are you? Doing great, Mason. How are you? I'm doing well. So the format of of this podcast, we have each been assigned teams. We have assigned uh, homework. That uh, true to my nature, I have uh, completed here uh, at the very last moment, and so uh, we'll be hopefully uh, taking taking a look at at some of these teams and and, and the bracket and and uh, talking a little bit about what uh, what to expect and who to watch uh, in these games, and then uh, you know hopefully give give a little bit of rooting interest. But uh, in the meantime, Scott, what was what was your SAT score? Oh man, um, I believe it was thirteen ninety. And did you uh, like did that? did you did you take it was the slightly SAT? lower than David's? It was slightly <laughs> lower than David's. Did each of you take your own SAT? What is that? What? Did each of you take your own SAT? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I did. I do you think uh, I would like to enter an addendum, though. I think I beat David in the ACT. Okay. So I, I well, would like, I, I would I like both. I would like both on the record. Well, I didn't take the ACT, so... So I totally beat him. I got a there 32. Go. So, there you go. And did either of you play water polo or anything like this? I'm, I'm trying to check your credentials on, on I, I, how I did. I never liked the got. sound of the water sloshing into my ear cup things. That was I recall I David being in a jump entirely out of the water. It was really yeah. impressive. Neither Somehow he wasn't recruited. Neither of you got into school, however, based upon falsified credentials uh, or, or, or false test scores or, or uh, non, non-real recruited athlete status or anything like that, right? Uh, the amount of money required for that uh, puts us out, I think. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Lori Laughlin had nothing to do with your, with your academic standing. I don't think so, despite okay. my letters. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I just wanted to, I wanted to check your credentials, uh, given given the, the before news today. I know mm-hmm. I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that thoroughness. That's yeah. more thorough than anyone up in East Lansing's been in the last twenty years. But I take care. So. <laughs> exactly. All right, so <laughs> let's dive in. The first game tomorrow at six thirty in the evening: Rutgers versus Nebraska. Big Ten uh, Network. The Big Ten Network. In fact, they're, they're all all the, the first. Stunningly. And, yeah, that's right. I, I, think, uh, I think all the games except for the semifinals are Big Ten Network. I think you're so, right. I was going to say the last three games are the only ones not on Big Ten Network. So. There you go. There you go. All right. So um, let's let's dive in. I know that that I took a look at Rutgers uh, as a part of my homework, and Rutgers, oddly enough, Rutgers is kind of a weird team to me because uh, if you look at their Say adjusted offense, it's in it's terrible. And but then you look at their their defense on Ken Palm, and they're forty fourth. They're sort of middle of the road. Um, and and further, they uh, they have um, a, a little bit of danger to them, right? This Omo 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 Omo. 
Omara. <laughs> How do you say this thing? You nailed it. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that is, is it? Well, is there a G in it? I Either think, way, I think it's Omarugi. This is this is goes showing how much that we uh, native of New Jersey. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And, and how much we really uh, pay attention here to uh, uh, to uh, Rutgers basketball. But um, you know, he can he can score a little bit. He can he can get out uh, and run. And uh, when Michigan played Rutgers, it was not close. Uh, is that 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 would be an accurate assessment of Rutgers? I think I think that's fair. Yes, right. So Rutgers versus Nebraska. Um, you know, I, I don't have a whole ton to say uh, about about that matchup other than uh, I think Rutgers is probably going to win. I think Nebraska has has a little bit given up uh, hope, but I'll turn that over uh, to who had Nebraska on the on the Me. study sheet. Yeah, and what yeah. did you what did you have on there? Uh, well. I can tell you right now, according to ESPN, that you can get a ticket to this contest for as low as two dollars. <laughs> so Ooh. that's reasonably priced. You, um, live, you live in Chicago. How the crop, I, how the crop report's that. been lately? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nebraska. I believe their coach had a quote that was like, "Well, they still have to pay me uh, <laughs> yes, if he gets yes, fired." So that's they, yes, that's true. That's a bit he of also a, said. He also said he's already a millionaire. So, <laughs> so it's a know. bit of a a bit of a white flag. Um, <laughs> and basketball is a, a physically taxing game. So at that point, I don't think the players are super super invested uh, in that. And they appear to have lost at Rutgers on January twenty first. Uh, Was Carol and, uh, Frost there? <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. Their football coach's mother's <laughs> presence in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, I hope that, she was. On that evening. She's uh-huh. a bad person and should feel bad. <laughs> but they appear to have only won three of their last ten games. Uh, and as I said, we, and Michigan played Nebraska fairly recently, and it uh, didn't look great. No. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I would agree uh, in terms of Rutgers, at least seems like they're a team that's trying to play basketball. Uh and although Nebraska, by all accounts, has more talent, it just doesn't. Yeah, just the way the season has gone, they, I think they've that team has kind of lost the the will yeah. to live and is willing to to hit the golf course early this year. So Tim Miles, <laughs> right, uh, the aforementioned coach uh, who's made all these comments, right, clearly on the hot seat, right. And I, I just wonder, last year. When Nebraska was probably probably the best team to have gotten left out of the tournament, right? If that mm-hmm. team makes the tournament last year, Miles is nowhere close to the hot seat this year, right? It just yeah, goes I to show agree. what yeah. what a uh, what a what a razor's edge these things live on, right? <laughs> that mm-hmm. yeah. that 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 a committee sitting in a room making a decision to leave Nebraska out last year, despite a very I mean I wouldn't say very strong, but but a a strong conference record um, is now has Tim Miles getting getting fired, and and my, my hunch is he'll get scooped up here pretty well, quick uh, if if he does indeed get let go. Yeah, I mean even if you take the same record that they have and flip it. It's probably a different story because I mean they started eleven and two, mm-hmm. and they are now well, sixteen and, and fifteen. So didn't they lose that Copeland kid? Didn't some yeah. guy get hurt? Okay, yes. okay. Yeah. So uh, if there's any out for Miles, it may be that you know one of their one of their better players has you know been on the bench for the last two months of the season. So 
Um, whether that's enough to save his job, I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Mastin. If they're in the if they're in the tournament last year, uh, that probably buys him another two or three years grace period. You know, um, as it is, I don't think he will be there next year. No, um, hang on, I've I've changed my mind. Nebraska huh. is going to win because they have okay. a player named Thorier Thorbjarn. Oh yeah, Nursen. you don't know about Thorbjarn. Thorbjarnarson. He's from Iceland, from, I believe. From he's Reykjavik, the, I, Iceland. Yes, and I believe he is the first Icelander, Icelandic. Um, uh, I think Icelandic. Icelandese. Um, <laughs> I, I, I believe he's the first player uh, in Division One uh, with a Division One scholarship from Iceland. And the, well, well, that name's fantastic. So I am rooting for Nebraska now. This By the way, the, I'm going to give you guys a uh, just a, a quick break-in live update. Here's the St. Mary's Gales are up 34-30 on Gonzaga in the uh, West Coast Conference tournament. I, I'm sure we all remember that that was the West Coast. Conference. I'm sure that'll I'm sure that'll hold. This is largely 15 academic minute, 15 though, minutes because ago. Nebraska and Rutgers are on the opposite side of the bracket uh, from Michigan. And if Michigan sees either of these teams, uh, things have gone horribly wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Interestingly, or though, fantastically so, well. Yeah, yeah. So Ru- I Rutgers, did, Rutgers did beat Maryland this year. Uh, so if Rutgers gets through and plays Maryland, they've actually beat them once already this year. So no, and Rutgers I believe has some good I may wins, be wrong, right? but I think it was at Maryland. Let me let me double check here. Um, so I mean, yeah, you're 100 percent right. Like I don't think we're seeing either of these teams make a run all the way to Sunday. Um, but it, Rutgers could be an interesting matchup, at least in the first couple of rounds. Dude, they, they, they literally just won at Iowa, um, yep. which, as we have all uh, learned, is not a small thing. So, like, I, I don't know. Rutgers, Rutgers can, can jump up and bite somebody. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're not making it through, obviously, um, uh, you know, to the championship game. So let's move on, shall we? Yes. Interesting note. All that half of the bracket has all the red teams, basically. Oh, huh. because huh. it's like hmm. all the red teams plus Michigan. You're State. right. All the sh- all, yeah, yeah. Huh. There you go. So uh, you can guide your viewing that way. Is Minnesota red? They're not uh, more, more of a maroon. They're kind of a <laughs> garnet, of aren't they? Really? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know. <laughs> all right. Next game is Illinois uh, versus Northwestern, and uh, just to uh, just to, to slot it, I think it's probably good to slot these into the brackets as we're talking about them. This is a game that that the winner could could conceptually the winner will advance to play Iowa, and and the winner of that game will then play Michigan. Uh, so so this is uh, uh, of potential import. Uh, so who had uh, who had Northwestern? Talk to us a little bit about the worst team in the Big Ten. So I had Northwestern, um, uh-huh. who, uh, you know, has come a long way since making their first tournament a couple of years ago. Uh, last 10 games for Northwestern, as you in, uh, insinuated, they finished last in the conference. Um, not the lowest ranked Ken Palm team, interestingly, in the conference. They come in, um, I believe, 70th. Um, or, no, I apologize, 45th. However, last 10 games, 1-9. and nine. Uh, So a brutal stretch run for Northwestern. <laughs> Um, against Michigan, Michigan beat them in both contests. You'll recall that we played them very early in the year and squeaked out a 62-60 win uh, and then won by 20 in Ann Arbor. Um, is this matchup with Illinois considered a rivalry? Is it just purely because they occupy the same region? There the are. Uh, like, I, I can, <laughs> I can tell you there are both. You know, schools have billboards in the, the greater Chicago area. So 
There you go. Are they, there you okay. go. Okay. Sorry. Right. They're, um, they're aware of it. So as Mastin said, they are on our side of the bracket. The winner will play Iowa. Um, looking ahead, Iowa played each team once. They are 2-0 and against Northwestern and Illinois this year. Um, however, the Northwestern game did come down. It was a one-point win. So um, breaking down Northwestern, if you want to know why they're struggling, their adjusted offensive ranking on Ken Palm is 197th. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense is 19th. So... Um, one thing to kind of look at going into the tournament, Vic Law, uh, one of their seniors, was hurt in the game against Purdue. Um, in my cursory Google searching, I did not see anything indicating that he would be out, but I also didn't see anything saying he's definitely going to play. Um, whether that impacts the outcome of the game, yeah, it's kind of hard to say. He was um, hurt for one of the Michigan games, right? He's been hurt. I believe off, he was. I, I believe he was. Um, so, at, you know, I... They've had a, a rough year, uh, a rough finish to the year, and I don't expect them to beat Illinois in, in the first round. All Speaking right. of Illinois. Oh, that means Masson has Illinois. Illinois uh, Masson, say that guy's the point guard's name. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott has Illinois. Oh! What? Do I? Oh. <laughs> Somewhat, well, I still want Masson to give that one that name a whirl here. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, give, right. it a, give it a whirl. I, <laughs> you're you're correct. I have Illinois. This could be a live read of Illinois here. So I totally, this I totally be, screwed up on my homework. This would um, be point guard Io Dos Dosun Dosunmu. Is that is that who you're talking about? That is who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. I actually have to amend <laughs> my I have to amend my earlier statement. By the way, so Rutgers is not the lowest ranked Ken Palm team. Illinois actually is by one. Uh, yes. So Rutgers is 77th, uh, Northwestern 70th, like we said earlier. Illinois comes in at 78th. Uh, interestingly, they are the 77th total adjusted offense and 97th defense. Um, Illinois, over the course of the season, had a few blips on the radar. Um, however, their last 10 games basically were kind of an up-and-down affair. So they lost to Penn State, Indiana. They beat Northwestern 81-76 back on March 3rd. Um, did not provide any resistance to Purdue uh, earlier in the season. Um, and they had their one uh, glorious and shocking win over Michigan State back on February 5th. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, kind of a pillow fight <laughs> when you're looking at things coming down the stretch here. Um Based on how Northwestern has finished the season, I, I expect Illinois to come out of this contest and to uh, and to face Iowa. And, and like we talked about earlier, uh, those two teams faced once uh, back in January. Iowa won that contest 95-71. Um, so looking ahead just a little bit, I think the odds are fairly decent that we see Iowa on, uh, on Friday night. So what's going to be interesting about this Illinois-Northwestern game is uh, is and, and actually, who's going to win this game is going to be who can dictate the tempo uh, of the game because Illinois plays lightning fast. Uh, they they play um, uh, you know they, they they really want to get out and run, and Northwestern is absolutely anemic uh, in terms yep. of tempo, right? And so so to to me, if I if you if you end up watching this game at nine p.m. on Big Ten Network uh, tomorrow, it, it's going to be a matter of like. Can Illinois get out and run and force Northwestern to play 
uh, you know, their the, the sped up you know uh, tempo, or or is Northwestern just going to bog this thing down? Because honestly, I mean, I think I think Illinois is probably a little bit more um, has a little bit more headroom to grow, uh, so to speak, than, than Northwestern does. Like Northwestern's pretty limited in, in what they can do, and, and like you said, their last ten games have been absolutely atrocious. But like, if Northwestern can turn this into just a slog fest. Um, yeah, you know they 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 can you know they can potentially um, you know shoot their way out of it, and that's a direct that's a direct sort of uh, uh, correlation to to the way that Northwestern plays defense. So um, you know it's going to be I think I think that could be an interesting watch, um, even if it's probably not going to be the uh, the prettiest basketball. Well, and to, and to put some numbers to what you just said there, looking at the um, adjusted tempo stat that Ken Palm has, Illinois mm-hmm. comes in 34th in the country, Northwestern 258th. Well, there you go. So, uh, <laughs> well, well stated, sir. That is 100% one of the, the defining uh, uh, characteristics as far as differences between the two teams. All right, so we've got... Uh, I, well, I have I have Rutgers winning game one. David has the Nebraska... Purely on the back of of Thornbjorn, is, <laughs> yes. is, that, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I will, um, I will take Rutgers as well. Okay, you're going to take Rutgers as well, uh, and then uh, in game two, um, I have Illinois. And, David, uh, you know it's in Chicago, so Northwestern. They're both from. They're both in the state. Northwestern though. is closer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to I'll some more. Illinois. I'll take Illinois. <laughs> Let's get to some more fun games here. Uh, the second so, round on Thursday, which which really probably kicks off the the, the meaningful <laughs> games here. Uh, we have what I think might be the most interesting game uh, on Thursday: uh, Ohio State uh, versus Indiana. This is a twelve thirty tip uh, there on BTN, and uh, Ohio State. Uh, well, I'll let. Um, uh, Scott so talk it, a little it actually bit about worked Ohio out State. that I'd have both these teams. So, of course, you're you're just knocking uh, them out earlier. Yeah, I was gonna say knocking them out. Early. I did not plan it that uh-huh, way. Sure. Uh, so Ohio State, uh, better known as the lying Mrs. Wessons. Hi, Mrs. Wesson. You're a piece of trash. <laughs> um, last ten games, four and six. Michigan went one and zero against the Buckeyes this year. Um, as you said, playing IU in the first round matchup, they beat IU in their only meeting this year, fifty five fifty two. So Ken Palm rankings for Ohio State, they're 44th overall. Offense comes in kind of meh, 89th. Defense solid at 27th. Um, Their last 10, like I said, have been kind of a fluctuating up and down, uh, middle of the road type of performance. Um, Purely for rooting interests uh, from a basketball standpoint, I think we want Indiana to win this game based on the next round matchup. Um, Which is what? uh, They would play Michigan State. Uh, so the winner of this game plays Michigan State in the next round. Um, so moving over to, to IU, uh, their last 10 games actually ended up at 5-5. Five and five. If you've been following Twitter in the Michigan sphere at all, uh, over the course of the basketball season, there have been some hilarious photos of uh, IU's record, which basically at one point was like 1-10, in 10, including their own win against Michigan State uh, in the Big Ten before they, uh, they finished the season actually winning their last four games for their last five. Um, so they're 5-5 five and five in their last ten. Uh, wins including Wisconsin, Michigan State, and then they finished with Illinois and Rutgers at the very end. Um, Ken Palm rating actually for IU, despite the record, is 41. Their adjusted offense is 59th, and D is 32nd. Um, 
as far as rooting interests go, like I said, I mean, I, I think we want to see IU get through this game because I think a third matchup with Michigan State, for whatever reason, they've given Michigan State fits this year. Um, and yep. so I think that would be the more compelling matchup in the, uh, from a tournament standpoint. Um, you know, looking at how they actually match up with Ohio State, they did lose that contest earlier this year. But if the Indiana team that's played the last couple of games actually yeah. shows up, I, I expect them to win this game. <laughs> Does Wesson um, is Wesson is playing right for Ohio State after both after Wessons, I believe yeah after yes. um, uh, Holtman sat him for for a few I, games. I have not again in my cursory Google searching. I did not see anything indicating he would be out. Okay. Um, so I to me this comes down to. Having watched IU a couple of times this year outside of the Michigan games, like I watched that IU-Purdue game in Bloomington and uh, obviously some of the Michigan State games, you, you, when when IU pushes it and actually gets the ball to Juwan Morgan and is able to kind of work off of that, they could be a fairly effective team. Um, if they're not getting him the ball, man, they just look totally lost. I mean, they, they make some of the worst turnovers um, that I've seen over the course of the season. I mean, that Purdue game was just an exercise in futility. Um, but like I said, they've been playing well recently. I, I, I think they continue at least in this contest and I think they get through to face Sparty one more time. I'll tell you what happened with IU is so, so around the first of the year, they lost, um, is it Finnessy or Finesse? Uh, their, their point guard, right? Um, yes. and since he has come back and since they have started running the offense more through him, um, I feel like Indiana has come alive a little bit recently, um, and and is probably uh, a borderline tournament team. Do they do, is 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 IU um, is IU in the tournament according to uh, according to the various bracketologists out there? From what I have seen, and and feel free to correct me, I believe they're a play-in team right now, yep. if not on the bubble. Yep. Um, but I, despite being seventeen and fourteen. They have enough quad one wins based on their resume that I mm-hmm. think most people have them at least in that first four in. Right. And or so, last four in, excuse so me. So you've got Indiana as a bubble team probably needing uh, a victory against Ohio State to increase their chances and then a, vi- a victory against Michigan State to absolutely solidify. That their, would absolutely you know, put them in, I believe. Right, right. Yeah. And so Fennessey comes back and then – you know, IU's been an interesting team this year to sort of follow, um, mostly because, like, Romeo Langford comes to IU to much hoopla um, and celebrating there in Bloomington. And, like, somehow has been viewed as something of a disappointment, despite the fact that he's, like, sixth in the conference in scoring, um, you know, and, and averaging 16.5 points a game and, like, doing things that freshmen should be doing, generally speaking. Um, five-star recruits should be should be doing. So, like, um, IU has just been this, this dichotomy of a team that when they're bad, they are so bad. Um, but they seem to be sort of coming together here down the stretch. And, and they also have something to play for, right? So, uh, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to take IU in this game uh, over an Ohio State team that's really been scuffling, admittedly without Wesson, right? Because, again, Holtman benched him, um, uh, and, and they proceeded to, to drop uh, you know, a bunch of games there, there at the end. So, I don't know, Ohio State's kind of been scuffling. Uh, IU has been surging. I'm going to take IU on this one. David? Um, I don't like Ohio State, uh, <laughs> so I'll be uh, rooting for and and India. Indiana seems to be able to play Michigan State tough, and I want Michigan State to lose. Uh, 
because the idea of playing them for a third time, uh, I don't want it. I, I don't need it. it. I don't need it. I don't want it. So, uh, Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we all take Indiana in that game. Um, all right. So uh, next game will be uh, Maryland versus actually the winner uh, of Rutgers uh, in, in Nebraska who uh, might be Thornbjorn, might be uh, Rutgers. But I think we can all safely assume Maryland is probably going to cruise in this game. Scott, what, what about Maryland? So uh, Maryland in their last 10 games is 6-4. and four. Uh, Michigan went 2-0 and oh against the Fighting Tortoises this year. Uh, like you said, they will face Nebraska or Rutgers. Um, I would anticipate, based on that, you know, that Maryland has a decent chance of going through and playing Wisconsin, uh, with whom they split a season series at one game apiece this year. Um, reasons to care. If Maryland gets hot, we could potentially see them in the championship game. Um, so based on how we've matched up with them so far, I've uh, very much enjoyed that. Um, Maryland's an interesting team. They are young. Um, when they have managed to play as a team, they've been kind of sneaky dangerous. Um, but they, uh, you know, they guess where they come in in Ken Palm as far as their overall ranking. 16. No, Mason? uh, 35. Dave, you're pretty close. 19th, believe Ooh. it or not. So, um, you know, when you so they're not too far behind Wisconsin overall, which fits with kind of how things have fallen. Um, by the way, your quote unquote uh, Big Ten champion Purdue is 10th below Michigan and Michigan State on the Ken Palm rankings. Um, but Maryland, I like I, I feel like Maryland is on the cusp of becoming a dangerous team. Um, they just don't quite have that second piece to step up beside Fernando. Um, and he's not quite a dude who's just going to carry a team all on his own. So um, I, I think that matchup with Wisconsin could potentially be very intriguing. Um, I feel like they match up very well with either Nebraska or Rutgers. Um, like I said, I mean, Rutgers did get them once this year, but in the tournament and with how Maryland's been playing recently, um, I anticipate a Maryland versus Wisconsin matchup uh, down the line. Cowan can shoot that Anthony, that guard that they've got. Um, you know, he, he's a little bit of a dangerous player and I just, uh, Maryland is my, is my go-to team this year for the, for, for setting the example of like how the concept of verticality uh, has been called this year in the Big Ten because both times that Michigan played Maryland, um, Teske was able to sort of wall up uh, on the on the interior, yeah. and, and Iggy was as well, and like they kind of just let him play, and the result was that Michigan won both those games, uh, you know, fair, fairly convincingly, or at least at least it wasn't ever really in doubt at either place uh, for long stretches of the time, and then <laughs> you go you know to to Breslin. Uh, or you go to Iowa and you, you try to do the same things and, and you get called for fouls because the opposing players are like jumping into Iggy's, yeah. uh, Iggy and, and Teske's yeah. chest. And uh, it's just as infuriating. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I do. I think Maryland is, is, is actually a, a very good team. I, I love um, their, their five that they play there. 
Um, uh, I had his name, but either way, um, Bruno, Bruno Fernando. Yeah, and like uh, yep. him, you and, know. him and Anthony Cowan. Sorry, I glossed over Cowan, who's actually their leading scorer. Right, uh, Cowan's, Cowan the, Cowan's the, shooter. the shooter. Right, um, Cowan is the shooter you're talking about. Yep, yep. and so uh, so I think I think Maryland is um, sneakily pretty good. That Michigan got somewhat lucky to get on what I of course would call a good Big Ten officiating day um, on yeah. both on both sides, yeah. and uh, and was really able to kind of shut shut off what Maryland wanted to do because they they've got that you know they've got Fernando can really muscle people in the paint, but like when you're running into a John Teske, um, who is, is just yeah. a tree trunk down there, um, there's no, or, or a fully grown tree for that matter. Um, you know, they're, they're, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's hard for them to, to do that, uh, to do what they want to do. So anyways, well, and, the br- to, brief officiating rant over, but, uh, yeah. No. Well, and to speak to that, I mean, if you, Cowan's last five games, okay, he's gone for 17, 19, 15, 21, and 10. And the 10 was against Michigan. Yep. Um, so I think that speaks to that a little bit in terms of by by allowing you to play within what the rules state you're able to play from a verticality standpoint, um, you're able to close out on shooters because you're able to, to render the, the guy down low slightly less effective, you know? And, and like you said, when Teske's able to have that presence, all of a sudden a guy who normally is shooting – you know, upwards of the, you know, six, seven, eight, sometimes even nine or ten threes a game. You know, Cowan went one for seven from behind the three-point line against us, um, whereas, you know, throughout the rest of the schedule, he's actually been pretty good from behind the line. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I and I think that's one thing, uh, again, not to get off on too much of a tangent about the officials, but the one solace I take is that I feel like once we get into the tournament, the officiating suddenly favors Michigan because you don't get the ridiculous home cooking type of calls that you get in the Big Ten when you're on the road. And, um, you know, Michigan's style in that setting tends to flourish. So This year in uh, particular, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll save that for later anyway. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to get off track. But no. So, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's Maryland. Maryland, I think, has a potential to be one of those sneaky teams um, that could potentially make some noise in the Big Ten tournament. Yep. I've, I've unearthed a possible trouble spot, though. What is the possible okay. trouble spot, David? For Maryland, uh, one of their, you know, only two upperclassmen, so one of their leaders, I assume, uh, proposed to his girlfriend I before the game on March 8th. So Can't I'm a that. little worried about, you know, a little wedding planning distraction uh, in the Windy City here. So I, you know, hopefully Ivan Bender keeps It was before the game. Because so, they, they will the were, ring bearer be a turtle? Well, they ran out and beat Minnesota. Uh, yeah, pretty well, good, but who so. knows? You know, suddenly you start trying to figure out. You know, band DJ that sort of thing. It it it, it weighs on you. So. No, it does. It does. I mean, do you spring for the band or or do you go DJ? Do you do a DIY playlist DJ and and skip ooh, that completely? Ooh. I think you gotta go DJ. You go DJ. I think uh, I think you plop a pair of bongo drums in the corner and see what happens. Really. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> All right. So next uh, next game here is uh, going to be uh, Minnesota, and Minnesota will be playing Penn State. Uh, this is on seven o'clock uh, in the evening here on Big Ten Network, and uh, this is this is kind of an interesting game, right? So um, when you look at Minnesota, uh, they're the forty sixth ranked uh, Ken Palm team. 
Um, they've got uh, you know fairly good offense and defense uh, you know ranks uh, here. They are middle of the pack tempo, uh, tempo wise. Um, but you know Minnesota's Minnesota's been been just a strange team, right? So they've got coffee. Uh, who's far and away uh, their their leading scorer, and and can really sort of get up and down the court. They beat uh, Coffee, by the way, is seventh in the Big Ten um, in scoring, uh, and so th- they run out. They they do Michigan a huge favor that that we failed to cash in on by beating Purdue uh, recently in a game that I'm sure that everyone was uh, listening to this anyways was watching uh, intently. But uh, they're also what uh, three and uh, three and seven in their last uh, in their last ten games. So um, you know it's it's a team that uh, that can be you know, can be a little bit dangerous. Uh, when they played Michigan, uh, they they lost twice, but uh, certainly the one that was a, that was the home win for Michigan uh, back in January was a relatively close game, a three point game. Um, uh, and then, and then they, they obviously lost uh, when, when Michigan played at at, uh, at Minnesota more more recently in February twenty first. So, you know, I, I don't know, I, I don't quite know what to make of of Minnesota here, other than like they're not very good at basketball. But then they go out and they beat Indiana, they uh, who, who had been playing well. They beat Purdue, obviously, um, who who had also been playing well. Um, you know, they're, they're late in the season. So, uh, you know, I, I think that they are, uh, they are kind of a sneaky, a sneaky good team that ran out to a really good record to start the year. Um, and then sort of floundered as the strength of schedule increased. Uh, so, uh, I don't have high hopes for them in this tournament sort of, uh, sort of writ large, um, you know, but I, I do think that they that they are a fairly intriguing matchup, particularly against a Penn State team that um, is is I think a little bit more dangerous than their ten seed uh, in this in this Big Ten tournament would uh, would dictate. Yes, Penn State, uh, kind of an uh, an opposite in terms of their performance. They started the Big right. Ten. 0 and 10 <laughs> and are 7 and 3 in their last 10 games. Right. Uh, and those three losses, I mean, you got you know, so wins over Michigan and Maryland and close losses against uh, both Purdue and Wisconsin. Um, it, se- yeah, it seems like uh, Minnesota probably made the tournament, would you guys say, with that win over Purdue? I think, I think so. so, particularly so I, so, with their their uh, out of conference. Uh, so I, I wonder if if Minnesota kind of has a, a several years ago Michigan mindset where your work is done, you don't really care. <laughs> yeah. About the Big Ten tournament, you know, whereas Penn State can kind of try to continue some of this momentum they built over the last uh, two months. And I believe there there it seems like every Big Ten team we've said this, but they're a more defensively skilled team than offensive. Which mostly just means a lot of the Big Ten games this year have been a real treat to watch, uh, <laughs> particularly with the uh, the officiating when you throw the officiating in. Yeah, oh, it's, 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 I, it's Penn, a lot Penn of State fun. does have the uh, does have the distinction of being one of two teams to see John Beeline ever get ejected in his career. So <laughs> yes, they got that going for him. Um, first I first do, time so, since Leonard Skinner toured in like '76. So <laughs> original Leonard Skinner. Right? Yes, they're, they're they're still touring. I think. Um, I do think, though, kind of interestingly, like you said, I think 
a lot of us are assuming Minnesota is in, but if they lose in the first round of the tournament, you think they might end up a bubble team kind of like Nebraska yeah. last year? I do. I, like, what's compelling about Minnesota other than the fact that they just beat Purdue? Like, like they're out of say, conference. Is that their best, is that their best win? Um, a cursory glance would suggest yes. Um, they did beat Washington earlier, uh, like in, back in November. Okay. Uh, in the out of conference, uh, right? So uh, you know that that's a pretty good win. They did beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin uh, on January third. So like they've got some some decent wins. They they beat Iowa um, last time they played Penn State. They did uh, they did win. Uh, Minnesota did sixty five to sixty four. It was very close, but um, yeah. So I. <laughs> I kind of think I kind of think that they're in, but um, you know we'll have okay. to. I, I do agree. I, I think that that they need this win probably to to absolutely solidify things. Um, and on Penn State side, it, it's kind of Lamar Stevens' show, right? Uh, he's their he's their guy. He gets a ton of usage. Uh, he is uh, he's the high scorer uh, of the team. He's the second highest scorer in the Big Ten, and. Um, you know, I think he will. Uh, he, he's going to be, he's going to be the guy. If you shut him off, uh, particularly when he gets a little bit down low and is able to bang around a little bit, um, you know, I think uh, I, I think you win that game if you're Minnesota. But if you let if you let Lamar Stevens sort of do his thing and let the offense flow through flow through him uh, for Penn State, it's going to be a long um, it's going to be a long afternoon for uh, for Minnesota. I think. He's been their leading scorer in 12 of the last 13 games. Yep. So the other thing that's kind of interesting about Minnesota or excuse me about Penn State or or <laughs> that, that could that, that might lead some credence to my my theory which is Penn State is actually better than their record would indicate is Penn State has had a brutal schedule. Uh they've got uh in in terms of at least in terms of Ken Palm, they've got the second hardest schedule strength of schedule in, in the entire the anti Purdue. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and that's not to be I mean, almost every Big Ten team has a brutal strength of schedule because the the conference ended up being um maybe not super duper top heavy, but like really strong through like there weren't very many days off in the Big Ten right so so I don't know quite what to make of that except to say that, that I think Penn State pulls the upset here um, and it uh, beats beats Minnesota um, and, and moves on in this tournament I think I agree that uh, Rich Rich Patino is, is it Rich Richard yeah. Dick Patino I can't like that guy's just no, I he's not no. very good, and it's just that his face is just I can't. <laughs> yeah, so you like that Chambers guy a lot better, huh? Well, I just don't. I, it's just not as actively punchable. Plus, he looks like he's like hey, he's like he, angry he, a lot of the time, and I'm not going to step up to that. So he looks like a bulldog. So in a nice suit, he's like a bulldog in a nice suit. So Penn State <laughs> also when Penn State Penn played, State. Go ahead. No, go ahead. When Penn State played Michigan. Um, this year, both games featured very weird uh, uh, coaching shenanigans, didn't they? That's exactly what I was just going to mm-hmm. point out. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, he got uh, he got suspended for a game. That's right. For for, for like aggressively shoving. bob knighting a player <laughs> on a sideline. Um, because Penn State actually, Penn State basketball seems to be something that that was, is worth that. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> 
Well, that game was a that was a, a not a contest in Ann Arbor too. So I, I maybe maybe he was just trying to get the young man's attention. I don't know, but uh, no, I actually think that guy's probably a pretty decent coach. And like like you said, I mean, I think Penn State might have to be the most unlucky team from a record standpoint over the course of the year. I mean, they absolutely beat Purdue at home and got hosed by the officials. Mm-hmm. Um, they've looked pretty solid every time I've watched them. I mean, they have a decent complement of players, and um, I, I just don't think very much of Patino's coaching ability. So, I mean, if Murphy isn't carrying Minnesota, um, I, I could easily see Penn State winning that game. Yeah. So we all have Penn State pulling the upset here, uh, uh-huh. which is very interesting. Let's, let's move on now to uh, Iowa. Uh, Iowa, in, in our bracket anyways, uh, I think we've got them um, playing Illinois uh, here in the, mm-hmm. in the second round. And so, so perhaps, we, perhaps, yes. Uh, well, wait, <laughs> Dave, didn't we all have Illinois or David? No, you have, oh, no, you have I have Chicago's Big Ten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so, so, so take it away on Iowa. What should we be watching for? Uh, Iowa, uh, they've lost four, five of their last six games and their only win was in overtime against Indiana. So they've kind of uh, face-planted a bit towards the finish line. Yeah, um, that's, that's putting it mildly. They have yeah. cratered. Yeah, and, and they're kind of the opposite of what I was talking about earlier with most of the Big Ten teams, and then is that their offense is quite good and their defense is uh, Awful. not Awful. not as a, Yeah, it's, it's crested above abysmal from last year, but it's still uh, pretty bad. Uh, so, yeah, they're a... Almost kind of like a, a an older style Michigan team where if they're not making shots, it's kind of it's kind of game over. But um, and and that's a that's kind of a tough team at least for me to predict because offense it seems to be much more streaky than defense, uh, and they could probably beat most of these pe- you know most teams in the Big Ten if they're if they're making their shots. Um, but you know this recent run of play suggests that that maybe is not going to be the case. Did you see that Bohannon shot that, that he shot yeah. from oh. behind? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could stand there for the better part of an hour and, and make one of those. You know I mean? Like, an hour? That, that, a, a, that a day. All day. A lifetime. All day. <laughs> I think I he mean, put side English like, on it. Gosh. That, ba- that was like a Xavier hook shot. You know? I mean, it was... Oh. He's a forty percent three point shooter already. I mean, the guy can shoot. Uh, Bohannon can, right? Um, I, w- I want another shot at Iowa just for to avenge that ref show that we got in you know at Iowa at Carver Hawkeye. That was a joke. You know, I, I, sorry. I'll, was that we? That was Weiss Camp. <laughs> I think that made that shot, right? I want another was shot. Was it Weiss Camp? I think it was. I want another shot of them for Luca Garza's hair. Yeah, just Luca Garza, period. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. You ever uh, seen somebody who looks like they're running through a pool when they're on dry land? That's what that guy looks like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but Iowa, but, th- I mean, this game This game is actually you know, quite important because I- Iowa's probably who Michigan's going to face, right? And, uh, I think so. And... What Iowa does or, or did uh, to, to Michigan 
is is I think that the Iowa's length really really ends up bothering Michigan quite a bit. Uh, and, and John Teske played 13 minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. 13 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what Iowa did to Michigan is the officials sent Teske to the bench immediately, and it wasn't a basketball game. So, you know, I, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, this is all good. You're right. You're right. The length, the length affects things. But it's like when the officiating is called in such a way that only one team is able to actually play basketball – it makes it kind of hard to draw overarching conclusions about the rest of the, you know, I, like I, that game was infuriating because did Michigan play all that well? No, they didn't play all that well. But part of it is because, you know, the way that game was called, you'll recall, that's also the game we got called for the uh, flagrant intentional foul on Iggy Brasdikas trying to trying to foul late in the game. That's right. right. That was Iowa. <laughs> that's right. Or was that Wisconsin. I think it was Iowa. I think it was the Iowa game. Well, either um, way, that that call where where Iggy is trying to foul the guy and he won't call it, and yes. then he tries a little bit harder and he calls it a correct. flagrant. Correct. <laughs> I may be misremembering. It might have been either, at the call either way. But it I, was ridiculous. So my, but my my I guess my point is that like yes, Iowa has the ability you know to to kind of go out and, and and swat anybody based on kind of how they play, but I. I just have a hard time worrying about the matchup too much because, you know, our our best, one of our most underrated and probably best defenders on the team uh, in terms of Teske didn't get to play in that basketball game, yeah. you know? And, and I just, I don't anticipate that being the case in the Big Ten tournament. And I think where, where, where Teske's presence changes the game a little bit isn't necessarily... Um, you know, it's not one or two plays. It's it's the fact that that every single time Iowa, so so Iowa, they, they don't have like a true like danger man. I mean, Ty, Tyler Cook, I, I guess, is probably um, their star, and obviously Bohannon. If you leave him open for three, is going to hurt you. And like, but like everyone is just sort of just okay. Um, and mm-hmm. and so. The the one thing and and I forget I forget who was talking about it and, and so I'll fully cop to this not being my own sort of analysis but it did resonate with me is like Iowa is very very bad defensively um, in the post and and the problem with that for Michigan is the fact that Michigan does not feed the post right uh, or, or at least right. or, you know we don't we don't. Not traditionally. Yeah, right? we, we play pick and roll, um, and you know, the, Tesky, even Teske isn't going to put a guy on his back and and you know do some post moves, and that's explicitly what Iowa is bad at. And so I'm going to be very intrigued, jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit, and assuming that Iowa beats um, uh, as D- David's pick of, of the Chicago's <laughs> Big Ten team. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how Michigan ends up dealing with that and and if they try to feed the post a little bit more it's really outside of this particular team's dna uh to do that and i don't know whether or not you can sort of coach that uh in in the time that we have uh before that game but um but i I think that's going to be something really interesting to watch it's tough when you don't get a a second game yeah because uh look actually looking at it the team seated above them so michigan state wisconsin michigan purdue and Maryland, uh, they are their one win against all of those teams is the one against Michigan at home. Mm-hmm. So they lost both times to Michigan State. They lost both times to Wisconsin. They lost to Maryland. So they uh, they beat Michigan and then everyone else below them, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's yeah, it's a tough 
you know, that may point to maybe kind of an inflated record a little bit. And since we only have that one game to go off of, yeah. it's, it's, it's tough to predict. But then they, you also think, to, you know, for all that this matters, not at all, but that was also a, an annoyingly close game last year in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, That's right. style. So, you know. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so so we, we we all think though that Iowa is uh, is is through on this one. I mean, I mean that, that that's at least uh, what I'm getting here. Uh, I'm no, riding no. Northwestern. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll take Iowa. I, yeah. I don't want to play Iowa, so Northwestern. Iowa smells a lot like a nine seed in the NCAA tournament that, that nobody knows yeah. what to yeah. do with. Ernie, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be on that 8-9 line somewhere, and people are just going to flip a coin on, on them. Uh, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I can guarantee you if they play Michigan that Bohannon hits about three separate three-pointers that are just going to be the most annoying thing in the world because that's, that's what he does. Uh, th- he's by far my most infuriating player to watch uh, play because – he gets it open. He gets open looks, and you just look at it and you go, oh, "Shit, this is going in," and it does, and uh, that's uh, very frustrating. Well, and it's doubly frustrating because we just don't have that guy on our team this year. Yep. For the first time in a long time on a beeline team, we don't have that dagger guy who's like, "It's going down," you know. Um, Eli Brooks. <laughs> he'd have to ho- he'd have to hoist it up there to see. So. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, so, semifinal uh, game, we, uh, or excuse me, the quarterfinal game, excuse me, uh, we've got Michigan State uh, playing for the first time uh, in the afternoon. Uh, they will be playing the, uh, the game, the, the third game uh, winner, which I think we all have as Indiana um, uh, beating Ohio State, but, but that, that's largely uh, uh, sort of um, uh, a moot point, uh, in, in my opinion, because uh, Michigan State is uh, obviously uh, very good, uh, annoyingly good uh, this year. They have, uh, in my opinion, uh, the, the probably the Big Ten uh, Player of the Year. Did that get announced, actually, in Cassius Winston? Um, either way, uh, you know, Cassius Winston is good. So the, the one thing that's going to be very interesting to watch uh, for Michigan State is I believe Ward is going to be back. Uh, for the Big Ten tournament, uh, and that fundamentally, I think, changes the way that they play. Um, in, in, and, and it'll be interesting to see them reintegrate Ward back into, uh, back into particularly their offense. Um, the, the, and the best thing that ever happened to Michigan State was him getting hurt. And if they put him back in, they are a worse basketball team. You think so? In my opinion. Yeah. Tillman, Tillman killed us. Yeah, uh, you know he was the number two reason we lost that game outside of the officials. But but Tillman's ability to switch yep. and to do what he did, um, you know, and, and and I guess we can get into more of what Michigan needs to do going forward a little bit later after we break down the teams here. But um, the the best thing that happened to Michigan State was Nick Ward going down. With Nick Ward on, uh, on the floor, I think we beat them twice. We're the number one seed. Uh, and we're playing for a number one seed overall. But um, Tillman totally changed the way that team plays. Yeah. And and he does so in, in sort of an interesting way uh, insofar as um, you know, Cassius Winston's usage went through the roof 
um, mm-hmm. when Ward went out. And, and, you know, giving the ball to your best player and probably the best player in the conference and telling him to make plays, uh, it turns out, is not a bad strategy in college basketball. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I, don't know, I don't necessarily know, you know what to say about Michigan State. We, we've seen them twice uh, uh, very recently. They're, they're number four to Ken Palm uh, in the country, right? They've got the fourth best uh, offense in the country. Um, you know, they're, they're a very good uh, basketball team that uh, is, I think, likely to make the, uh, the finals uh, there, there on Sunday um, uh, on their side of the bracket. So uh, it will be, uh, I think Michigan State will beat Indiana uh, or Ohio State, but as we have in Indiana in, in advance, and, uh, and they're going to be a handful when we play them again. Michigan State is losing to Indiana. You think so? Yep. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. School doesn't deserve to have an athletic department. They don't deserve to keep playing in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> uh, I think no argument. <laughs> I'll fully cop to I'll fully cop to Michigan State just flat out beat us in Ann Arbor. You know, like yeah. Michigan yeah. did not play well. Michigan State played great. Winston had a heck of a game. <clears throat> they deserved to win that game. The game we saw on Sunday was a complete disgrace from an officiating standpoint and, you know, and and all of the stuff that we see about, oh, Michigan failed to respond or Michigan wilted under pressure, whatever, man. The officials called that game in a manner that only let one team play, only one team was going to win. The best player on the floor wasn't Cassius Winston. It was Iggy. And, you know, they removed him from the game and they were the only ones who were going to slow him down. And, you know, you look at some of those huge turning points. I mean, Teske gets fouled, should have an and one on a layup. They call a travel in which he takes nothing remotely close to steps. And Winston gets to go to the free throw line every time he misses a bucket because exactly like what you were talking about earlier, Mastin, where suddenly verticality only applies yeah. to one team on yep. defense. Uh, it was trash. It was absolute, you know, to let someone like Izzo, who is just a deplorable, morally bankrupt individual who, who didn't protect – you know, individuals on his own campus of which he's supposed to be this worshipped idol. Um, that guy, that guy is just a little troll of a human being, and, and he gets away with being a complete ass on the sideline, game in and game out. Meanwhile, John Beeline, you know, gets no calls, no benefit whatsoever at all. I mean, it's just it's sickening to watch. What I, was I'm looking forward. Looking forward to their first weekend exit, as per usual. Uh, no, uh, I mean, in, look, in March, there is no. Uh there's nothing that you can I, I that you can say to me anyways about the game um, uh, about the the last Michigan Michigan State game there at Breslin that would make me that would outweigh the 30 to 7 28 to 7 I, I guess two of those free throws were sort of trash free throws at the end but like sure you know sure. There, there there's no rebounding discrepancy um, there's no um, you know uh, shooting percentage discrepancy in the second half. That that outweighs that, that you know what I Correct. mean. So, so like, Correct. you know, I, Michigan absolutely could have and needed to play better um, to win that particular game. But like, you 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 sit Iggy, uh, you sit Livers, um, right? And like, without Matthews, that though that is a death blow, um, you know, to this yep. Michigan team. Uh, it probably yeah, and with Matthews, it's still a death blow. And so like, well, and, I, and I, you know, when people are. 
people are going on and on and on about how you can't go seven minutes without a basket. You took the leading scorer of the game out of the game. I understand that Michigan needs to have other options, but exactly like you just said, I mean, without Matthews on the floor and without any ability, I mean, you're letting Michigan State just absolutely crush people on defense. You know, any, that's not Michigan's style. Michigan's not going to go in and, and bang down low and feed the post, exactly like you said. And the one time they do when they get the beautiful mismatch on Winston, not only does he foul Teske, you go ahead and negate the basket and call him for a travel. You know, I mean, right. what are you supposed to do against that? Yep. I, I don't know what you're supposed to do against yep. him. So. That said, and all of, the, all of that, now that that's off of our chest, uh, yes, Michigan State's pretty good. Still, I mean, I'm not saying that they're they're they're. they're I'm not the saying they're God's a bad gift team. To basketball, uh, have uh, <laughs> have they defeated Indiana this year? <laughs> they have not. Oh well, <laughs> look who's standing in their way. All right, there you go. So there that will be uh, that will absolutely be uh, a lot of fun to watch, and um, you know, hopefully, yeah. I mean, you know, go 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 Hoosiers. Uh, I, I won't. Say uh, the alternative to Indiana that might boy that'd be a matchup right Michigan State versus Ohio State boy I'd be rooting for a tie oh, that's that's the old meteor game go go it is the old meteor, meteor game go <laughs> meteor all right so uh, the last team uh, no second to last we still haven't talked about Purdue uh, but uh, the eighth game in the in the quarterfinals here shows. Uh, Wisconsin and uh, Wisconsin's playing the game four winner, which is actually Maryland, um, which is going to be Maryland. Um, so, so let's just call it. <laughs> let's call, just it call this what it is, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, Wisconsin uh, saw them twice this year. Uh, they're they're a four seed actually to at least to Joe Lenardi uh, in the in the tournament, and so they are. Um, you know, uh, a dangerous team. They're twelfth in the country uh, to, to Ken Palm. Uh, when you look at their last uh, their last ten games, they've only got three losses. Um, they've actually only got three losses dating back to uh, January nineteenth uh, when when they uh, when they beat Michigan uh, at at, uh, at the Troll Center there. And so, and one of those losses was like a two overtime game against Indiana at Indiana that like, you know, frankly was, was kind of a toss up. So, um, you know, boy, Wisconsin's absolutely a team in my opinion that can, that can win this tournament. Right. Um, Ethan Happ has got to be, uh, about, he's like the, um, you know, the seventh year senior, right. It seems like, it seems like Ethan Happ has been around forever. Um, but, uh, he's obviously, uh, very good, very solid, and and actually the recipient to one of the uh, one of the best beeline quotes that we've had this this season, which apparently in the handshake line um, uh, after after Wisconsin lost at Michigan uh, back in February in the handshake line, Ethan Happ said to Beeline, "Hey, I, I hope we I hope we uh, I hope we get to see you guys again." And Beeline said, "Ethan, I hope I never have to see you again." <laughs> so, uh, which is just such a great, uh, such a great, uh, a great statement. So, um, so yeah, I mean, Wisconsin is uh, is very good. I think it will be very interesting to watch uh, Hap um, go up against Maryland's uh, Maryland's bigs because. Um, that that's that's in my opinion the strength of the Maryland team, uh, and so uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be uh, a, a very interesting game to watch. I think probably Wisconsin ends up winning uh, winning that game uh, when they've played Maryland. 
Uh, they won uh, at home at, at the Troll Center there. Uh, they won 69-61. to 61. Uh, They also uh, lost at Maryland, so they've split the, uh, they split the, uh, the, the season series. So, um, so I don't know. I, I, I kind of think Wisconsin's going to win this game. Uh, I think Wisconsin is, is a solid basketball team uh, that is also obviously a, a highly annoying basketball team. Uh, to watch, I, I don't mean to sort of heap praise on the style of basketball they play, but just like <laughs> sheer numbers wise, um, you know, Wisconsin, Wisconsin's a compelling team that could win this tournament. I, uh, I just wish Wisconsin played basketball. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they do, uh, but you can't pay me to watch it. And uh, I want Maryland to win because they uh, they actually try to play basketball and not. Yeah, just. Who's the who's the player in Wisconsin? Fall down yeah. wine ball. Who's the who's Brad, the fall Brad down Davis, guy? Brad oh. Davis. Brad Davison. Brad. Oh, that guy's the worst. And how? Who is, there was a guy who tweeted after that game. One of the one of the Michigan guys on Twitter, and I apologize. I'm I'm not giving you credit here, but um, they had the perfect thing where they said Brad Davison is the guy who stands up when the plane is taxiing to the gate to beat everybody off the plane. <laughs> You're like, yep, that's exactly. That's 100% the type of individual that he is. Yep. Um, interestingly, Master, I mean, they, Maryland did beat Wisconsin yes. this year. So um, so they split the series. I would actually really like to see that game. I, I Wisconsin, to me, when they get to play at home and get to play with all the advantages of the officials being in their back pocket and Ethan Happ, you know, gets to collect eight fouls a half before he's called for two, Um you're right. They can be very dangerous. They can play with anybody. Um, but I, I I feel like Fernando, you know, I mean, he's young, but he's the type of guy who should be able to go up and give him problems, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those games, you know, Maryland won 64-60. The other one, Wisconsin, won 69-61. Um, I, I, it speaks to kind of that slugfest type of thing, but, like, I, I actually think Maryland has a chance to knock Wisconsin off, uh, and I'm going to go with Maryland as my as my kind of upset pick here. All right, so two Marylands, one Wisconsin. There, uh, you know, Wisconsin defense is really good. Um, you know, fourth in the country uh, according to Ken Palm, anyways. Uh, but uh, that's flops. They say if they play, if, they, if only they played defense, huh? Right. <laughs> Oh, well. They are good defensively. You're right. You guys are the You're worst. Right. All right, let's move on to Purdue. <laughs> uh, Boo. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Purdue. I, I, I say, I, I, you know, whatever. Did Carson Edwards just take three shots uh, between those uh, two? Whatever happened words. in the long, long ago that permanently just damaged my brother's brain against Purdue, <laughs> uh, despite their complete lack of any anything. They're like not, in any, in any, they're, like not I, I, they're not compelling enough to have not, any feelings about. Like, Matt, I, like, I've given, like, Matt Painter's fine. Yeah. Like, he's not an abject I actually like, I actually trash like can Painter. of a human. And, <laughs> I agree. I and like so, Painter. They don't deserve Matt Painter. And they, like, and the they play fan so, base doesn't no. deserve that guy. And I don't you know? associate with enough Purdue people, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yes, you do. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> So I and they play, so they play a you know a fun style of basketball which involves shooting the ball which I enjoy. Uh, if your name's so, Carson, yeah, yeah. So Purdue's fine. Um, they can they can they can win this game against Penn State. That'd be fine. 
they've uh, they've really uh, they've closed very impressively. I think they've lost two games yeah. since January 11th or something like that. So I, I think people were kind of side eyeing them a little bit when they started like uh, two and two uh, in the Big Ten, but they've you know uh, not having you know not, not playing Michigan again probably you know helps that a little bit although going to to Purdue is not a not an easy thing but you know you can only win the games that are in front of you and they've done that for the most part so so and, uh, yeah harms uh has uh has has gotten better but i can't help but look at him on a basketball court and be a little bit worried that he might break in some way <laughs> yeah like, like, you know what I mean? Like, he just yeah. has this brittleness about him. It's not a solid. <laughs> the legs don't look solid. Right, and and he's just <laughs> never going to get that way. Like, like Teske was was a little bit baby faced and remains maybe a little bit baby faced, but like at least the dude is solid. And and I, I kind of look at Harms and I see like Castleton without the potential to gain any weight or be any stronger ever. <laughs> Um. <laughs> I do think I do think you're right in that Harms Harms has developed much better on defense over the course of the season. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's ever going to be an offensive threat just based on the style. I mean, Carson Edwards takes ninety percent of the shots for that basketball team, so I mean, there's just not enough to go around for for poor Harms. Although he gets, <laughs> you know, when Carson's shooting twenty percent, I guess he's got the opportunity to get a putback. So maybe like a Kobe Kobe assist style points. There you Harms. go. Carson Edwards is a joke, as as you know. He's not a, a joke. First he's team a all very Big Ten. Good first player, team all Scott. Big Ten. No, he's not. Bastard. <laughs> he went four for twenty-four against IU. He went six for twenty. This guy shoots so many shots. Like his his points per shot and points per possession are an absolute like it has to drive Matt Painter, who by all accounts and I would agree is an outstanding coach, and I'd probably put him in the top three or four in the conference as far as coaches go. It has to kill him to have a player <laughs> like that on his team. So, it has to kill him. So Carson Edwards uh, is the the top scorer in the Big Ten, right? He scores about four points more than the second place uh, guy, which is actually Lamar Stevens from by Penn taking State. twelve more shots uh, a game than anybody yes, else in the right. conference. So he also he also hoists up uh, three more shots than anyone else, uh, at least anyone else in the leading scorer. And, uh, He's in, more efficient the, than Ethan Hamm. Top, there you go. <laughs> he does take so. so th- and this is where Carson Edwards is kind of interesting. Now, now he hits him at about thirty five percent, right? So so this isn't like this isn't the worst shot in the world, but man, the guy the guy does take ten threes a game, and that is he like he took th- five hundred and ninety five shots this year, <laughs> so far. Yeah, for the year. can't make them he if took, you don't take them. Right. He took more shots in his last seven games than Isaiah Livers took for the year. <laughs> and I think we'd all want Isaiah Livers to put up a couple more threes with that percentage. He's he got. would shoot so. better than thirty some percent. I well, hoist him, Isaiah. I would uh, take go. Carson Edwards on this team over Isaiah Livers. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I wouldn't. He wouldn't be a very good like we he because he wouldn't, would he wouldn't be a good fit him. at the he wouldn't be a good fit at the four probably that would no, be great. No, that's no, true. Okay, <laughs> yes, they're not playing the same position, David. I'm just saying that. Uh, okay. So my my completely justified and well earned dislike of Purdue aside, I actually want I, I I actually I actually really want to play Purdue again because I think we match up beautifully with Purdue. Yeah. Um. And I feel that like the the 
the kind of the dance back and forth these last two seasons between what Painter has been able to do um, and how Beeline has responded, our lineup fits that much better than what Purdue can do right now. Um, and so I actually would be totally fine with getting a chance to play Purdue again because, you know, we, we admittedly played them early in December, but that game was a walkover um, and, and not due to any type of fluke or anything like that. No, no. We were able to just really well defend them. And, you know, we were able to get the looks that we needed to on offense. Well, look, Um, if if Matthews doesn't have it. We're we're getting ahead of ourselves. But if Matthews comes back defensively and you've got Xavier Simpson um, who who can lock down on somebody and really cause them problems, like, you're absolutely right in terms of, like, Purdue, they're too good to be a one-trick pony, but they're like a a one-and-a-half-trick pony. It's like either Carson Edwards is going to get his and they're going to win, or you're going to shut them off, and they're really going to struggle like they did against Minnesota. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, I, I agree to the extent of like what Purdue wants to do well, which is essentially have Carson Edwards hoist up a bunch of shots and create a bunch. Um, Michigan's pretty well um, geared towards slowing down, and and Purdue's second options uh, are not great, right? Uh, so, right. so I agree with that. But that's getting ahead of ourselves because first, Michigan needs to beat. Iowa. We've talked about this game a little bit already. Um, you know, and or I think, Northwestern. <laughs> or Northwestern, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, uh, or Illinois, uh, for that matter. But probably Iowa. Um, again, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Michigan does uh, in the post on that game. Uh, in that game, and I and I agree that I wish they they had, had a second game to to play and sort of judge judge with because the first one was um, was so obviously a fluke a rough because show. they got. Uh, yeah, and when that happens, like it, it's not so much that um, that the foul trouble, uh, it, it's it's how much the game changes by virtue of benching certain players, right? Um, right, hundred you percent. Know, so, so yeah, I mean, I, Castleton I, Castleton wasn't even an option at that right. point in the year, you know. Um, so you're you're hundred percent correct in that. Like, not only does it take that guy's contribution out, but like, what are you replacing it with, and how does that alter? the flow of the ball on sure. offense and, and how defense is structured um, stuff that you can't necessarily measure on a stat sheet. Sure. Um, real quick aside, by the way. So Iggy Brazdykas, our leading scorer on our team for oh. the season. How many shots do you think he took this year? 1,070. <laughs> I don't even have like a. Uh... So Carson Edwards took 595 shots. 592. No, three hundred. Yeah, three hundred and thirty-nine. Yep. Sorry, I was getting right, a sorry, future number. Sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right, so we've got Michigan beating uh, Iowa, and and now that we're we're th- we're through sort of the analysis of of the teams, um, so to speak, uh, you know, in yeah, very very loose uh, loose use of the word analysis there. Um, in the semifinals, we have I have Michigan State. You guys have IU. Um, uh, play. Oh no! I I I have I have Michigan State. Sorry, I, <laughs> okay. I want IU to win. I have I, IU. I don't think they will. David's got okay. IU. You take we, it. We're all chalk so far. I, no, we've got the upset. We got Penn State upsetting. Uh, and then and I think got, I picked Maryland. Yep, yes. And then we've got Wisconsin. Um, uh, more than likely, uh, you know, facing off against against more than likely Michigan State, unless you're David. Um, so yep. what, um, what, what do you make of a, of a potential, let's call it Wisconsin, Michigan state, uh, at least, uh, to start here. 
Um, if That's they a game continue, I'm not going to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> that might be a Twitter game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that to me is if Michigan State does what they should do, which is stick with the lineup they currently have, um, I think they I think they handle Wisconsin pretty easily, to be honest. I, I, I think they're probably playing for a one seed, and uh, I, I think the game will be called as such. <laughs> Yeah. And so I uh, I don't I don't think that Wisconsin has enough fireworks on their end to be able to to ultimately keep up with uh, with with Michigan State. So um, I think Cassius Winston will get to Cassius, excuse me, um, will will get to play with impunity and probably have a parade to the foul line. And uh, if Tillman continues his excellent play and they use him the way they should, I think they can manage. Um, you know, largely what uh, what Wisconsin does. The the only thing I think that could offset that is if Hap is able to get in and, and get Michigan State in foul trouble down low, and maybe they're forced to go to Ward and forced to go to some of the other big guys, and then lose some of the uh, lose there, some of the continuity. There are worse things recently. than being forced to go to Nick Ward. I mean, <laughs> I mean there are, no, but, I know but you, mean. you know, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, Michigan State's weird, though, because I've watched them lose several times this year. Uh, somehow, it seems like every time I watch them when they weren't playing Michigan, I've w- I watched them lose. And, and they are like, they're, they're a fallible team. Uh, you know, I, I don't think that they're invincible. I think that Wisconsin, if they can drag Michigan State down into the mud of mucky crap basketball that Wisconsin wants to play, um, Bug I think people basketball, them. yeah, yeah. I think they can beat them. Uh, I will pick the upset there. I think Wisconsin beats Michigan State. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna I go have with no Michigan reason. State. I, I have no 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 data backing that up or, or any assertions <laughs> to make <laughs> that's there. A, that's, um, there are people that win brackets <laughs> exactly all over right. The world I mean, at this point, at this point, we're all just sort of picking. So <laughs> exactly, David, do you think Wisconsin beats IU? I have Maryland over IU. Oh, you have Maryland over uh, IU? Uh, 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 I'm, I'm going with teams that I would like to play because it's not like a complete just slog we, of a basketball can we call, game. So. Can we call Maryland C Iowa from now on? Is that fair? They're kind of <laughs> Iowa. Just in general as an athletic program. <laughs> well, Sorry, go ahead. Has Iowa killed somebody recently? I don't Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, <laughs> You can't have Maryland over IU. Maryland, can you? Or is that am I am I reading this right? No, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. Isn't it? Let's see. Yeah, uh, because Maryland David beats has Wisconsin, IU beating Michigan State, and Maryland beating Wisconsin. Oh, you have Maryland. So, yes. Okay, yeah, you've got a yeah. double upset. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I continue to contend that Wisconsin does not play basketball, so I can't be okay. upset. But got it. There you go. All right. All right. So uh, Purdue, Michigan, Michigan, Purdue. I Go mean, blue, man. Scott, you've talked about it already. I, uh, we we just haven't played Purdue in so long. Uh, it, it's it's hard to like get I, get my hands around what what this looks like, given that I think both teams are um, are pretty different than when they played the first time around. So um, to to <clears throat> good. What do you think? Like, okay, taking taking our angst and anger with how um, several of Michigan losses have been officiated out of the equation. What do you think teams do that tend to really gum us up 
as as far as especially when we're on offense because I would argue there's very little defensively. They, 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 um, I mean, I'll tell you what they do is they they, they switch all five positions and uh, and they mix in and they mix in zone um, strategically. I think no, I think that's perfect, and I think you can even get more specific than that. I think what happens is when you have a guy Tillman is a perfect example. Okay, that's a guy who can switch on to Xavier Simpson. And because Simpson isn't able to rise and fire, okay, mm-hmm. and very reticently is going to drive and create his own shot. He is not Mar, right? right. He's not Abdul Rahman. Um, teams that are able to do that and then we're not able to get the ball to the switchy uh-huh. or, I, you know, however you want no, to yeah, determine it, yeah. um, they, they kill our offense. And so I, I think that, like, when I look at Purdue – they had the ability to do that last year, and that's how they beat us um, in the second game, really. Mm-hmm. Both of those regular season games were outstanding. Um, but what we were able to do in the tournament is we had a, we had a response for that, you know? And um, I, I don't think Purdue has that guy that's able – they're not able to switch everything with impunity the way, the way they were last year. Yep. Um, so to me, the matchups that make me concerned kind of going forward is – you know, if, if things go the way we hope and the way we're kind of predicting, and we have to play Michigan State a third time, I, I think you have to put the ball in in Pool's hands and get the guy Oof. who's you know basically get the guy who's going to switch off on to Pool to be a guy that Pool's either able to take off the dribble or he's the most likely guy on our team for his, for for better or worse who's able to get his own shot. Yeah, you know what like, I mean in terms but, but of just we've creating seen it. seen what it looks like when Jordan Poole is sort of feeling himself. Uh, and it ain't yeah. pretty. Uh, no, but if he's on, he'll yeah. beat a team by himself. Yeah. You know, and and I think at least against, you know, getting way ahead of ourselves here and I'm sorry, I know we're talking about Michigan Purdue, but um, that's the matchup to me that I have yet to see I, I, obviously, Beeline is a million times the basketball mind that I'll ever hope to be, right? But like that would be the the um, constraint to the constraint that I think we're going to see in the tournament. That that <laughs> you know we have to have an answer for when people switch off because I I love X, but X is not the Michigan point guard we've had the last several seasons no, who, who can just go and get punish, his. You yeah, know? He doesn't punish switches by just rising up and shooting over the guy. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so I don't think Purdue creates that matchup problem the same way that Michigan State or even maybe in Iowa or Wisconsin do. Um, and so that's why I guess I say, you know, outside of just blind fan optimism and my own biases aside, I, like, I do actually think we match up very well with Purdue. Um, and especially if Matthews comes back is from a defensive standpoint, um, I, I, I would look forward to that game. Yeah, and I, I think Michigan game. would be able to win that game. Be a great game um, to watch. So I, I would, um, biases admitted, I think Michigan beats Purdue. David? Uh, it's definitely the, that would be the matchup I'd have the highest confidence of having a good basketball game. Yes. So that's good. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, I, you know, this – run of the last two tournaments, you know, I, I guess I'll, yeah, you know, believe Michigan loses when they do. But I, they've I think, earned that, some, that's, I think uh, that that's a fair point. That that would be, that, know, that's my point as well. I mean, I think Michigan they, knows how to play this tournament. Yeah. Um, I think, like we've talked about, that the thing that Purdue wants to do, which is um, get Carson Edwards uh, creating, is something that Michigan is sort of tailor-made to stop them from doing. Uh, and, and, and further, 
Um, you know, I think I think Scott, you're, you're probably onto something uh, there with with their uh, Purdue's ability to truly gum up. Um, you know this uh, this offense in the same way that we've seen Michigan State do it. Now Michigan's been prone to having droughts uh, in, yes. in, throughout the season, um, I, I, but I also think that there is uh, there's something to be said. You know, between Iggy Matthews and and X's running hook shot, um, and then and, and, and Jordan Poole, like I would almost like to see them start to start to try to create and drive a little bit more, um, and, yeah. and and see see what happens there. So, anyways, but but yeah, all that aside, that's that's more just my my amateur looking at it. Um, I think uh, yeah, I think I think Michigan. I agree, with David. I will believe Michigan loses in this tournament to Purdue when they lose to Purdue. So, um, so we've got now a championship game that is probably Michigan State, Michigan again. Um, uh, or at least we'll we'll call it Michigan State, Michigan again because that'll be the most fun thing to talk about here. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, f- for a given definition, uh, Scott, pass. I'm passing on that prospect. Scott, you ha- <laughs> you contend that uh, a fair whistle and a healthy Nick Ward has Michigan beating Michigan State uh, this year uh, twice, and. Uh, I, I, I think will... a fair whistle in the second game, absolutely. Right. In the first game, I think Michigan's shooting drought was big enough that there was that we weren't overcoming that. But yes, go ahead. I don't know how Michigan overcomes in the short period of time that we have Michigan State's ability to switch all five positions. I, I, just, I just don't know how it happens, and and that that's my that's my main that that that, that that's why I think that that we've seen this game twice now, and admittedly the whistle didn't go our way the second time, but like. Ah, boy, I, I I don't know. I I, I think Michigan State um, does the thing that slows Michigan down very well and has the athletes to to do it. And and even that first half, right when we were watching Michigan run out to a ten and twelve point lead, right, they're burying shots at a rate that they hadn't been doing regularly at least this season. And then when the drought hit, it's not as though their defense was was good enough against a Michigan State caliber team to be able to weather that the way that they'd be able to against a Maryland, against a Minnesota, against even a Wisconsin for that matter, right? So uh, so, so my contention is is that I don't see that game going much differently than the first matchup did. Um, and, and, this, and the second matchup, you can say what you want uh, you know, uh, about the refs, and, and I, I agree with that. But, like, let's say they call it an even – the free throws are evenly split. Uh, I, I still don't think that's a walk-away Michigan win. Um, you know what I mean? I, I think so, it's I think it's close. So, uh, but so anyway, I'll, the, I'll shut up. I I, I am pessimistic no, no, no. about a Michigan State versus Michigan matchup I, again. With good reason, we've lost twice to them. Right. Um, but but in those two matchups, okay, the free throws have been sixty to twenty seven total. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, which is obscene. I I will agree that part of what Michigan really struggled with in the second half when they went into their drought was having a, an enormous difficulty with those switches that did not exist with Brasdikas on the floor. That only happened when Brasdikas was taken out of the game by the officials period. Um, and in the first game, it wasn't an inability to get shots off. It was an inability to make anything, yeah. you know, and, and some of that certainly is credit to defense. I'm not going to say that's totally but some isolated. Of that's also systemic vacuum. to this team. Like, like, I mean, this yes. team is not, and a it's great not, I, it's team. not happened as an isolated thing, right. but I guess my point in saying that there should be a fair whistle, um, 
greatly favoring Michigan in that, like, if you don't send Teske to the bench and you don't send Brasdikas or let's say it's Poole who gets hotter, whoever is actually out there, you know, there's a reason Michigan has led in both these games deep into the second half uh, and then had things fall apart, right? Like, it wasn't like we had no ability to stay even with this team you know, on the floor of them. I mean, we had a 12 point lead in the first half. We had a five point lead with 15 minutes to go. You know, we like, I, I, I do think that if you're allowed to maintain your verticality and Cassius Winston doesn't get to have a parade to the free throw line and drive with impunity, because if he misses, there's going to be a whistle. Yeah. Michigan wins that basketball game. Yeah. And I also um, think there's something but, to say, Charles Matthews, um, actually playing against Michigan state. Um, might change things might, defensively, yeah, absolutely. Uh, defensively in particular, right? Uh, you know, Matthews um, is is I think a little bit of a suspect offensive player, but uh, but but that guy plays defense and and has a length that I think might be able to bother Winston a little bit more than than Xavier was able to uh, in some ways. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that that it will be a blowout. Um, either way, I, I just um, my worry is that the shooting woes and the droughts that Michigan have are because this team, this Michigan team, is not a great shooting team, and and so like it's not a matter I of guess them my... getting looks or not. It's a matter of like them um, getting the looks and hitting the buckets um, over the course of a forty-minute game um, against a team that will not let you take a break offensively. My, you see what I mean? Mike. Yeah, no. And my, my counter to that would be that Michigan has been a very streaky and relative to other beeline teams, um, pedestrian shooting team all year. When they're allowed to play defense, they win basketball games, yep. regardless of their shooting. And the defense, they haven't been allowed to play offense. defense. Like, like the, the, it does. This is, and especially yeah. on this team. And so if you're going to give a team 60 free throws in 80 minutes of basketball, we're not built to overcome that, yeah. you know? Um, if you allow a team to play defense and generate those extra possessions from blocks, steals, rebounds, what have you, okay, then you're over to, uh, able to overcome uh, a less than sterling shooting percentage. Yep. And so to me, uh, again, not to sound as tinfoil hat guy, all the refs, like uh, the reason that it's so aggravating, especially with this team, is that this team is an excellent defensive team. And the way that they play defense is very much dependent on not because they play illegally like a Narduzzi secondary or something like that. (laughs) But if they play within the way the rules are allowing defenders to play from a verticality standpoint, they give teams a ton of problems. When officials suddenly decide to call that rule entirely counter to how it's written and how it's been emphasized this year, we struggle partially because... We're, you know, we haven't had those death from above types of games that beeline teams have been known for um, with only maybe very few exceptions over the season where it just absolutely shot the lights out. No, I agree. You know? and, and, abs- um, and, and I'm sort of forcing the dichotomy of like making us pick a winner. But but I mean, I agree. If, if, oh, no, Michigan, and, 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 if Michigan is able to do the verticality thing and wall up and and stay on the court by doing so, 
Um, you know, sure. they, they can absolutely beat this Michigan State team. Well, um, and, and who's right. playing better than Michigan State right now? You know, mm-hmm. I, I would I would argue they should be the favorite, and I think they are the favorite. Yeah. Although um, I have Wisconsin you know, in the semifinal, but but that's well, and, and that would be a that would be a phenomenal outcome. <laughs> Speaking of phenomenal outcomes, by the way, may I interject with a live update yes. once again? Uh, this is now a final from the West Coast Conference Men's Tournament: the St. Mary's Gales sixty, Gonzaga forty-seven. You're kidding! <laughs> there goes your number one seed, Gonzaga. Thank I you. I think you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which brings me to, and, I, and I, I apologize, I know we've been going long here. If Michigan wins the Big Ten tournament, are they a one seed? No. I think they are. Well, with their, the, resume, with Gonzaga, their resume would be top four. Yeah. All right, so, so well, let's think about who the one seeds are now, right? Um, I mean, the, the one seeds are at least the widely sort of accepted one seeds. Uh, Right. Are Virginia, Gonzaga, um, North Carolina probably after their win, um, and probably uh, Michigan Duke, State, uh, or, or Kentucky, right? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. could be Kentucky. On the yeah. two line, you've got Tennessee, who I think would would be a compelling one seed. Um, you've got well, Denardi has LSU, who I know absolutely nothing about. Uh, like I was surprised. I'm surprised to see LSU. They're six. In the they're sixteenth in Ken Palm, yeah, right? <laughs> so uh, Michigan yeah. State and Duke, right? So uh, you know, I, I don't know whether Michigan, uh, even with a with a Big Ten tournament win, has enough firepower to overcome. Some combination See, I think of Kentucky. They, they should, I, but they won't. Yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say. I think. I think when you look at the resume and the way they're going to announce all this crap, and they show all the quad ones and all of that stuff over the course of the year, I think Michigan is absolutely a two seed. Yeah. Um, they. I don't think they'll end up that way exactly because of what you guys just said. But like resume wise, they're a two. If they go through the Big Ten tournament, Big Ten's been the best conference in basketball this year so far. Uh, and win the Big Ten tournament ostensibly with a win over top five Michigan State, um, as well as a win over top ten Purdue. They're a one seed. I, like I like I, you have to put them as one of the four best teams in the country going into the tournament. My, I think my, my fear. I think it's. I I, I hear you. I, I think the the reality for me, anyways, is that like. I know we're playing the if they win the tournament game, right? Sure. Let's, yeah, let's right, which is they, by no means a given right, or yeah, even, yeah, right. but you let's know. Say, uh, let's say they make it to the semifinal and crash out to Purdue or something like that, right? I think actually, sure. like, Gonzaga's loss tonight um, actually puts Michigan at a greater threat to drop to a three seed than, than it presents opportunity for them to rise to a one. Does okay. that make sense? I mean, is yeah. there a big difference between a two and a three, though? Well, we, no, there's I, no, I would there's argue not at a that huge point, difference between a two and a one no. for that matter. Uh, this is no, all just I, like I, I, I guess I, yeah, I guess our, our yeah, because I, I, I like the seating thing. I've just paid so little attention because like I, you know, who, who are we playing? I guess. Yeah. Would you oh. rather? Would you rather be quote a, the lowest one or one of the highest twos? I'd want to be. I'd I'd rather Gonzaga have one and we be in their bracket. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would. Prefer. I would love to play Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga is actually a decent team. I think they're getting way too much credit, you know, for uh, basically one win against Duke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way earlier in the year, uh, as far as looking at, you know, when you look at these other teams, I mean, I I can buy North Carolina. I can buy Duke to an extent. Tennessee, I think, is laughably overrated given the schedule they've played. Their second best win would have been uh, a Northwestern level win in the Big Ten, 
Um, Kentucky is kind of one of those teams that scares me heading into the tournament, but I, I, I think Michigan's fairly locked into a three at worst yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. um, I think they could easily play into a two, and I do think if they win the whole thing, I think they have a very legit argument as a one. I think that's fair. I just don't want – right. what, what I don't want out of the big tournament is I've seen some brackets where, like, they've put it together so that Michigan's playing, like, the exact slate of teams that they played last year. Houston yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everybody else. Which would else. be a it's joke. It's just like, uh, I, I, let's play some some different teams. <laughs> uh, so. And that's, that's part of the beauty of Beeline system, right, is that's where in the tournament we kind of excel is that, like, these aren't teams that have seen us three times a year sure. for, you know, multiple years. So – um, no, I hear you. I, I and and to speak to David's question about two or three, I like Mastin corrected me on this earlier in the week where you know I'm chasing shiny objects here, but um, give us the favorable bracket, right? <laughs> if that's a three in front of our team name, but we get to play teams that don't have uh, a Tillman on them, okay, <laughs> sign me up, yeah. please. You know, um, so yeah, I, I, you know the fun thing about basketball uh, is that you know you don't end your season on a really crappy game like that. You get to have this postseason football. Imagine if basketball was that was the end of the game and we got to play like Washington State in a month. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, true. You know, like how much would that suck? Everyone would be just as pissed off at basketball as they are at football. <laughs> although, so, although that, um, that tournament, man, that tournament is a cruel is a cruel mistress. Uh, oh, it's a it's a plinko board. And I continue to say it's a plinko board for for every single team in the country who makes that tournament. All but one of them is ending their season on a loss, and uh, that You're right. is uh, You're right. You know, between between my sort of closet Butler fanness, uh, going back to my Indiana days, uh, and and Michigan. Um, boy, have have we gotten close a lot <laughs> to winning it all, and not we have. <laughs> <laughs> not been able to do it, so uh, I'd love to get one for John. But uh, in the meantime, guys, uh, we've got um, we've got the Big Ten tournament to win. So enjoy the games tomorrow. Yeah, enjoy the games this weekend, and uh, go blue, go blue, go blue.